Hello, 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 and welcome back to Release It, where our motto is letting go of things that hold you back. I am Cynthia Haynes. And I'm Harold Weaver. And so um, on today, I know last week we talked about planted seeds, and I and I just wanted to kind of like um, focus on one particular seed um, that I believe um, people struggle with and deal with, and just how to kind of recognize it, and then um, how you go about trying to um i guess release that and um replace it before it causes either harm to you or somebody else and so i came up with this because um this monday was um my daughter's and a third year anniversary of her death and it kind of brought some stuff up for me and it really made me kind of like think about some things it was an emotional day for me for whatever reason this year. Um, even for my grandkids, they express um, more emotions than normal. And I believe that it's just really seeping in that, you know, this is she's gone. And so um, I thought about rejection and I thought about rejection because when I think about her life, when I think about some of the things that I missed some of the signs that we didn't see that she was able to cover up and hide, it was really from a seed of rejection. And so I talked with one of her friends yesterday and we were just talking about, you know, there were some signs that we just we just overlooked and we just missed it. Um, one of the things was I know my daughter kept getting all these different surgeries. You know, she was getting a tummy tug, she was she was going to get this lipo. It was all about a self image that she was trying to change and I didn't pick up on the signs on it. You know, I would always tell her, you you don't need to do that. You're doing too much. But I never really actually sat with her to find out why she was doing it. And then the other thing um, her friend had brought up, she said it was certain things that um, Lucretia was saying to her and asking her questions about. And the bottom line was when we really thought about it, we, we realized that the seed actually started when my daughter got pregnant and she went through a lot of stuff at the age of 14, getting pregnant and having her first child at 15 and um, 16, second child, at 16. And though she completed um, high school still a year earlier, she went off to college, became an RN at the age of 23. She accomplished a lot of stuff, but she still was struggling with rejection. And I kind of can see some of her, some of me and her, because I know that, you know, uh, in my growing up, I wanted to have my parents, my grandmother, my father's, um, I guess, not necessarily respect, but I wanted them to notice me. And I did things to try to get that recognition from them, not realizing it at that age. And so I just wanted to just kind of hit on, like I said, rejection, because rejection can be detrimental. Rejection can hold you back from stepping into your full potential that God has already had for you. And if it's unchecked, then it can... um just leave a lot of um, residue, um, 
it could just hinder you in, in, in relationships and, and so on and so forth. Harold. Rejection. Again, you know how I start. I always ask, what does rejection mean to you? Because, again, I believe that um, pretty much every word, um, sentence, statement, verbiage, it has its own definition to the individual. It has its own comprehension to the individual. So um, first ask yourself, what does it mean you know, to you? And then go from there to um, analyze how it's affected you, how it's affected your family, your children, whoever it is that's close to you. And then you can you know, attempt to do something about it if you haven't already started. Rejection for me, again, basically starts in the, in the mind. It's the mindset. I mean, what you know, can you really be rejected unless you consider yourself rejected? And then we can break it down from there. Rejection. How are you rejected? What are you seeing as being rejected? And then look for help. If you see yourself being rejected, if you see yourself rejecting yourself, there's always help. But you got to recognize it first. The key to all of this is recognizing it sooner than later. Because the longer that it goes, the harder it is to do something about it. It's hard, the harder it is to own it and recognize it, to even think that something needs to be done with it. And I think that um, I'm going to have to agree with um, Cynthia that it definitely starts at the younger age. But as adults, as parents, as um, siblings, we have to do what we have to do the best we can. Let me put it that way. Um, from our experiences, from our um, knowledge of the signs and seeing them sooner. And if not, you know, saying something about them, at least finding out who can communicate with that person better than yourself. So it's not too late to help them get out of it, to help them do something about it. And I say that because, you know, to this day, I have two brothers that, um, <laughs> for whatever reason of their own, they can't even say that we don't, we don't speak. But I'm still their brother, and I'm still going to love them unconditionally. So what is that? That could be rejection for me, but it's not because it can't be. Because I haven't done anything wrong. And I'm not saying I've, I've always been right, but I know I ain't done anything wrong. And how can I say that? Because I've analyzed everything I have done. So for me, it wasn't easy, but it was something that I had to convince myself. This is not a rejection. This is something else. This is something else that either they're not acknowledging, they're not accepting for themselves, or they're feeling rejected in some form or fashion where I'm concerned. But that can't stop my motivation to, you know, show them that it's not too late. It's never too late. And that I still love them regardless of what they think or what they're doing or how they feel. And I'm going to be there. That's my key to all of it. And I'm going to be there for them if and whenever the day comes that they figure out and, you know, realize that this is something that we all could have done better with. And I say that because I don't want to point no fingers. But are they rejected? As far as I'm concerned, they're not. But that doesn't mean they don't feel that they have been. And it could be a case where they're feeling rejected from our parents. It could be a case where they're feeling like they've never been approved or they've never been recognized for what they've done or haven't done. Who knows? But all I know is I can't quit on them, even if they've chosen to quit on me. I can't, this, I can't you know, try to convince myself that I've been rejected because I know I haven't. But it's a mindset. Some mindsets are stronger than others. Some mindsets need help to even recognize what's going on in their individual lives. And as parents, that's what we have to do better at with our children. So when they become parents, 
they'll do better. We have to continue to analyze ourselves. We have to. Because the only way we're going to be able to help our loved ones is to do that constantly. Because we all change and we all can get better. Every day that we have a chance to do better than yesterday gives us that much more energy and, and, and um, promise to do better tomorrow. And it all falls back on God. Right? But again, everybody doesn't believe in God. But somebody and everybody should believe in something. So when it comes to this rejection thing, why not have whoever it is that you can see, you can feel, and, and watch them go through that? Just sit them down sooner than later and not think that they're, they're going to reject you. Right? If nothing else, get it off your conscience. Do your part. If you've done your part, give it to God because he's going to do the rest. But at least you can say you did something. At least you can say you did what you thought you could do for them. And then when it's all said and done, it's not on your conscience no more. You can't and you won't reject yourself. That's what I'm at with it, saying. Yeah. So like, you know, like Harold was saying, it's just you have to recognize it. And no, maybe you don't, maybe you're not recognizing that you have this um, rejection going on. But, you know, when it's to the point where you're trying to do things not because you want to do it for yourself, but you're doing it because you're trying to get that recognition from other people, then that's a good sign that you have rejection. I want to go back to the point of, like you said, as a as a child, you know, as parents, we don't have a manual. And so we don't we don't have this thing that says, oh, don't do this because this could happen or don't say that because this can happen. And what I recognize is that sometimes even when you're telling the child, you know, well, go in the other room and get out of my face. That could be sending a sign to that child and they're taking it as though nobody shit. They don't care about me. They don't want to hear what I got to say. Whatever I got to say is not important. And and what I what I like to hit on, you know, I try to tell this to my my daughters. Um, is that you have to watch how you handling your kids because at the age that they are, they're young and their capacity is only but so big. And so they don't know how to read between the lines and say, oh, it's just this is just not a good time. No, they're, they're taking literally what you're saying. It could be even be a point to where maybe you're being left alone all the time, you know, and the parent is working all the time, which I could be guilty of that because. I had to pay bills when I first had my girls at that young age. I was I was more like a single parent, even though I was married at the time. I was living like a single person because I had to pay, you know, I had to pay the bills. I had to make sure we had food on the table and I had to work. I had to miss things at their school. And even now, as an adult, sometimes when we have conversations, they'll be like, well, mama, you was never around. And that could, to them can be like a, a form of rejection because they wanted me there. I couldn't be there because I had to work. And so we just have to be careful on when things are happening that we go back and we talk about it. And I can say, you know, this was passed down to me that situations would happen and we never came back and we never talked about it so that we all could understand what was going on. And so I even carried that on in my adulthood with my kids you know we were in bad situations but we got out the situation but we never sat down and we never like um talked about it we never processed it so in that way that we all were okay in our emotions and we all knew how to um you know take a better route or um what i want to say 
just learn how to process. I never knew how to have a good arguments or communication because whenever my parents had a dispute or whatever was going on, you knew something was happening because in the middle of the night you was being packed up and you was brought to your grandmother's house for the night. And then the next day you was picked up. Nobody talked about nothing. You never knew what happened. So I never knew how to have those type of conversations um, with my partners or even with my kids because it was never taught to me. I never saw the model of it. And I just had to learn it as I went on with life. You know, my father, um, not knowing until later on, my father was struggling with rejection because I found out that when his three siblings, um, cause his mom had other kids with, got remarried. He had other siblings, but him and his uh, brother and sister got separated at a young age. His brother and sister got to live with his mom. He got sent to the grandmother. Never knew why, but he always felt separated from everybody and he didn't feel like he fit in. So that was a part of rejection. And so what my father would do is he avoided a lot of things. And so he didn't know how to connect with us because he was never connected. And so that seed got even um, brought on with us. And and as a kid growing up, wanting your father to be um, in your life or have some type of um, communication with you, I longed for that and I didn't have that. And then I found myself being in these type of relationships with with men that were um, not emotionally connect and not even emotionally capable of giving me what I need. And so, you know, that's why I say as a parent, we have to be more mindful. Even as a friend, we have to be mindful. You know, some of the relationships I got in, I got cheated on. Guess what? That makes you feel rejected because you're feeling what's wrong with me that you have to go outside of our relationship to get it with somebody else. And so you don't realize that your, your, um, what I want to say, sometimes your, um, actions can hurt somebody and you don't realize it. And and then you don't, you know what I'm saying? And so you walk around with this and you got this silent thing going on. And so I'm just basically just wanting to bring everything up to the forefront of saying that you got to recognize this stuff. You got to pay attention to why you do what you do. And then you got to pay attention to what you're saying to other people because it could be damaging the other per- person, not intentionally, but our actions does have a, a reaction and it is a cause and effect. And that's all I'm saying. It has a ripple effect. Harold, I don't have enough. One thing that I've learned in my um, couple of years here <laughs> is that everybody needs some type of approval. Everybody. At some form or fashion, in some time, and they're coming up, they're growing up, and they're raising um, as a child, as, a, as they're raising as parents. Everybody needs some type of approval. And what it comes down to is what type do you need and do you recognize that as you're getting it or not that's the difference and once you get it is it enough that's another um, issue that's another um way of looking at it and thinking about it but once you realize what it is ask yourself do you really need somebody else's approval Hmm? can you approve yourself can you approve yourself do you have the ability to approve yourself, meaning that you don't need that approval that you thought you needed, or you don't need that approval from that person that you thought you had to have. 
Hmm? That's a whole nother level. Once you get to that level that you can approve yourself because you don't need anybody else's approval because you've gotten God's. Do you? Do you need anybody else's? And there's a way of handling and managing that as well. It's not selfish. It's not overconfident. It's none of those things. It's just recognizing and realizing that whatever approval you thought you needed from somebody else or whoever that person was, you didn't. You didn't. And you have to draw your line to understand that once you get to that point where you're not going to get it, you probably didn't need it. You probably didn't need it. But that's an individual self-established thing that you have to have or go get or ask for help so you can get past it. Because if not, you end up getting stuck. You end up getting in a place where you don't even know how you got there. And now that you don't know how you got there, you don't know how to get out of it. Self-approval, I believe, is the alternative for rejection. Y'all didn't hear me. Let me say it again. Self-approval. Hmm? Is the alternative for rejection. But everybody can't get it. Everybody can't have it. Right? On your own. Some people need help. Some people need to have that conversation. The ones that we're having every week. So they hear something that they never heard before. So it can hit them and stick to them like it never had or never did before. All it takes is that one, maybe two words, maybe even a whole sentence that you've never heard before said in a certain way to hear it like you needed to. Hmm? Take this with you. Self-approval is the alternative to rejection. Do you need some? Do you actually need somebody else's approval to continue to live your life? Hmm? Or have you been living somebody else's life because you never figured out what you wanted to do for your own? Hmm? That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's really Self-approval good. is the alternative for rejection. And there's nothing wrong with it. Think about that. Look at yourself in the mirror. Have you approved yourself? How can you expect to ask somebody else to approve you when you haven't approved yourself? All of that falls under that umbrella. Low self-esteem. Not good enough. Not good enough for who? Everybody's good enough for God. God's already approved all of us. Guess who is not going to reject you? God. Am I right? Yeah. Guess right. who's not going to reject you? Mm-hmm. God. But you have to believe in that. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't believe in that, it is not going to matter. Right. It's not going to matter. And your actions are going to show, your verbiage is going to show, your look is going to show, everything that you do in some form or fashion is going to show. So at the end of the day, you have to, you know, look in the mirror, look in the mirror, give yourself approval, give yourself approval. That way you don't have to worry about getting rejected. You don't. You don't have to worry about somebody else rejecting you because you haven't rejected yourself. And it starts with you. Everything starts with you. You can't let anybody do anything to you without giving them permission to do it to you. You shouldn't have any reason to think any other way than you want to think. It's free. Your thoughts are free. Your opinions are free. Your sacrifices, everything that you do for yourself is free. So anything that goes against you, listen to that. Listen to what I just said. Anything that goes against you, you've allowed it to in some form or fashion. It's a mindset, ladies and gentlemen. It's a mindset. The alternative to rejection is self-approval. Take that with you. 
Repeat that to yourselves. Put it in your everyday action, your everyday daily functions, and watch what happens next. Trust me. You're going to see a whole nother way at life. And everything is going to start looking better, feeling better, because you're going to do better mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. Hmm? For yourself. Mm-hmm. You can't reject yourself. Why would you do that? At the same time, can't nobody reject you. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Come on, Sam. Yeah, so just, you know, get before God and ask God to show you, you know, am I operating out of rejection in some of my relationships or whatever it is? And ask him to show you. And then once he shows you, ask him to help you to get rid of it. So that way, like Harold says, you don't have to deal with rejection. Because the bottom line is, when you love yourself, it doesn't matter if anybody else loves you. And on top of that, you got God on your side. You don't need nothing else. Hmm. So I hope that this word um, helps you. I hope that you can share this with somebody else. Maybe somebody you know might need this. But that was from our heart. And so I just hope you receive it. You have any questions, any concerns, anything you want us to talk about, you can reach us at releaseitpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll be back next week. Not sure what we're going to talk about, but Harold's going to close us out in prayer. By yes, Father and God, Father God, thank you again for another humongous, amazing, spectacular week of our podcast. We didn't know what we was going to talk about, but we knew whatever it was we chose, you was going to be there for us to put the words where it needed to be, to put the verbiage where whoever's listening can understand it, use it, and take it with them further to prosper, which is what you want us all to do in your name. We thank you again for this topic because a lot of us needed to hear it the way we put it. And we couldn't have done it without you. Until next week, we pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. We out.